0: Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenant, Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. I love (laughs) to share good news. Uh, Sometimes i worry a bit, maybe worry is the wrong word a bit about the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I think we focus on all the bad stuff and never really get a chance to look at all the good stuff. We try to balance that out for anything that we might say that is bad. We try to demonstrate the better that comes out of it. Suppose you can make a probably good case that the Bible in general tends to focus on the problems and why <laughs> because we've got plenty of them and then the solution jesus christ and the solution jesus christ always exceeds excels any dimension of the problem but when i get a chance to declare good news good tidings why would i not want to do that especially on our podcast what is covenant specialized pastoral care services the good news, you might ask. Not that any of you or that all of you would not have maybe good news and maybe even could testify to what I'm about to say. It's here! He's here! Jesus has come again! Uh, I don't want to say that in any sort of disregarding or disrespectful way. Uh, When we accept Jesus as Lord and our Savior, He comes again. We know it. We testify of it. That's the one beautiful thing that we have as Christians. We have Jesus. And He's here with us. But we are seeing probably, my opinion, even more evidence. Revival is breaking out across the land, as they say. And... With that, it could have happened, could be happening even so in your church, in your prayer group, in your small gathering, two or more are gathered together. It could even be happening in you if you slow down for a moment, maybe think about it. Maybe this would cause you some pause to give consideration. Good news! <laughs> Jesus is coming. He's here. The Holy Spirit is bringing forth evidence out of our bellies is, our, is flowing, is flowing. Our bellies is flowing, rivers of living water. Now, again, that should not be all that surprising. And with that, even so, as we might consider it to be somewhere, Closer to the final days when Jesus' physical manifestation or appearance will come in fullness, I think he's here. He's pouring forth the blessing. The Holy Spirit is now coming in magnitude, amplified, um, pressed down, <laughs> overflowing, sort of dimensions and why would we not then with great anticipation expect to see the eastern sky split jesus is here he's coming the second coming of christ in physical material manifestations acts 217 And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. (laughs) Again, I don't know the time or place, so to speak, of Jesus' physical coming season. I think the place is again. He's going to split the eastern sky. It's a little difficult to imagine all of us would see him, but it's what the Bible says. And who am I to question what the Bible says? But wherever that may be, or maybe place terms, wherever you may be in time, in the season, I don't know that. It's sort of like salvation. I don't know that. No one knows. The exact time or season of your coming to Jesus, except God. And then, isn't that the whole point? If I were to say he's coming, we can see evidence of that. I had a pastor acquaintance, I should call him friend of mine, come in and say, You wouldn't believe it. We had a five-hour service the other night was not unusual in the way it got started we invited a guest speaker and it seemed to be pretty normal on the front end but all of a sudden we were caught up in the spirit called up in the spirit and it went on and I told everybody they could go home but nobody wanted to leave we hear and verifiably so factually so reports of services that are going on now for days here in the United States. (laughs) We've seemed to be have been going through such a dry period for such a long time. But it's it is like coming to Jesus the first time or encountering Jesus the first time or opening yourself up to receive the blessing of salvation, God's love, (laughs) salvation, In Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, it's a matter of preparation. It's a matter of logistics. I don't want to make it all a matter of logistics. I know that we can't make it happen. You can do meditation. You can do guided imagery. You can try to practice all the, not only psychological sort of strategies, but there's plenty of religious strategies out there, and even within our own faith. Um, you, the Old Testament can do a lot. You could do a lot in the Old Testament to get to a place where you can kind of receive or at least establish some sense of calm. But you can't make <laughs> the Holy Spirit do anything You can allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. And fortunately for us, God wants us to experience Jesus. He's here. He's coming. He's here. There's a blessing that's being poured forth. But the logistics part is, even as with our own individual coming to Jesus and salvation corporately as a body we have to at least be in one accord on that in some semblance of agreement and should we think it is only for the last days (laughs) we could have declared this on the day of Pentecost actually the good tidings (laughs) I bring you good tidings of great joy good news (laughs) That was the prophecy of Christ. The foretelling of Jesus. Luke, I believe that's where that's at, captures that so well. But we could go all the way back to Genesis. (laughs) The beginning. And the moment that the devil tricked Eve and Adam and persuaded both of them (laughs) to fear God and to allow their circumstances and situations in fear to drive a wedge between them and God. Jesus' wallet was already there. At that moment, God put the swords, (laughs) not to keep them out, but to give them access in. But they couldn't bring all of the stuff that they'd fallen into back in because... Logistics, (laughs) Logistics <laughs> destroys it, fear, the situation, circumstances. It preempts your ability to enjoy Jesus. <laughs> I could make an argument then if any of that logically, rationally, makes any sense or could be, well, put together, said to be put well together or well put together i could probably make this argument maybe he's never left <laughs> maybe it was us maybe jesus never left us he was in the garden the tree of life <laughs> maybe he never left us maybe we left him maybe we abandoned him maybe we separated ourselves from god maybe we've kept ourselves out of the garden Maybe there really isn't anything that keeps us out of the garden except our own judgment, our own condemnation. But if that's true, why would we not then rejoice still in the fact that we're coming home? (laughs) We've opened the door, we've logistics. We've allowed the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, to do what the Holy Spirit wanted to do with the Word of God, to prepare us, to sanctify us, so that in the final days, whatever this might look like, whatever context that may be in, again, it's not situationally, circumstantially driven, but the situation circumstance could steal that from us if we aren't in the right place. That's not always physically, but we have to understand that even with psychology and certainly human spirit dimensions, there's, that's material. There's all sorts of opportunity, and that's how the devil did it to Adam and Eve in the garden, and that's how he's done it throughout human history. And all the way up until the second coming of Christ, the full manifestation of that, as in, again, Acts. Or even so, more so the book of Revelation. We understand that it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Book of Revelation bears witness of that. To the extent or degree that John the Revelator. With that experience on the island of Patmos. Was able to consolidate. Bring together everything in the Bible. That was of prophetic word. About Jesus' second coming. And though we have yet to see that. In our generation. In that either fullest of dimensions, or maybe the way they did in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost again. It's happening now. We can see it. I want to go also to Philippians, if I could. It's all good news, folks. The whole podcast is going to be about good news, Jesus Christ. But even then, as speaking to the Philippians, the church of Philippi, the Apostle Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I want to go back to that idea of logistics. We can't make it happen. We can choose to allow it to happen. But even as it happens, if we're going to experience the fullness of it, then we have to at least bring whatever might be used against that end, prayer and supplication, what we're praying for, the supplication part is we have to remain in a state of, I think it's awareness, I think it's moderation, I think it is, even as this passage speaks to, I think it's putting on not just good thoughts, but maintaining, I guess, conscious awareness of what role our thoughts play in either our being prepared so that when the Lord passes by, when the blessing is poured forth, when we get this wonderful opportunity to experience him in such great magnitude amplification, words that I used earlier, his glory would be so manifest, we'd get to do it. We'd enjoy it. We'd experience it in his fullness. But if you're not prepared, you're not going to enjoy it. If you don't think on these things, you're not going to be logistically in the place that you need to be to receive it. Why? Because you're going to be in the wrong state of mind. You don't know, belief, human belief, out of the psychology, the material dimension, can't make anything. (laughs) Again, that gets back to that idea of mindfulness and guided imagery and all of those strategies and techniques to calm your spirit down, (laughs) execute executive cognitive functions, to rightly manage your emotional reactions of fight or flight. To be thoughtful, to be considerate, to practice even empathy and perspective-taking as within the context of the material and the psychological. Those are skills. I think they're gifts of God, too. You can't really make somebody empathetic. or But you, you can teach them how to, again, allow that innate capacity, capability. I believe genetically we're programmed to be social creatures. Even the idea of perspective taking, putting ourselves in another's shoes, to be able to see it through their, in their perspective, through their eyes, so to speak. Uh, Compassion, that's what compassion, in psychological terms, that's another way of describing what Jesus called, or the word called, and Christ called our attention to, the exercise of compassion as would then be manifest physically and good news. <laughs> He's here. Jesus is not only coming, the manifestation of Jesus is coming. He's here. But we would have to be able to comprehend. You can't make that happen, except your heart would be delivered unto God. As with a choice and a decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then allow the Holy Spirit really opportunity to do once more what he wants to do is come out of you. I don't know that you are necessarily human in any way, shape, or form. Essential to Jesus' coming again. Or manifestation whichever context individually corporately Genesis through the book of Revelation the entirety of the Bible as he was so obviously clearly manifest in the New Testament and then the Holy Spirit as would be again the breath of God once once more breathed into the human vessel that had been sanctified, logistics. They were able to do all these great things. And this blessing not only was poured forth, but there were pots. Elisha, Elisha, the widow woman, her son, the meal, the water, the cake for the holy man. And the blessing was poured forth. The oil, it was only sort of contained limited by the pots. But if the vessels are sanctified and we make a choice to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we experience the true great awakening, which is that revival of not only conscious awareness but need to logistically allow, remove ourselves. Supplication. Prayer and supplication. Remove ourselves so the Holy Spirit and Jesus could manifest himself then, even so in and through us. It's not of us we're making Jesus. It's not of us that our belief somehow in human terms could create this revival. It's not of us that coming to see someone such as myself or even Caroline could necessarily make that happen. And it's not a matter of luck either. But it is a matter of, are you logistically, are you with sanctification in mind, prepared? Have you permitted the Holy Spirit to make place for Jesus? Assist you as you've opened your heart, as you've removed... Cast out, so to speak, the evil that therein had occupied that space as much you would recognize the difference between that of God and that of Lucifer, Satan, the Antichrist, again, wherever we might, whatever certain perspective, we might choose to look at the phenomenon of he 's here, the Holy Spirit. Is in us and he's pouring forth a blessing. If we recognize the difference and say, we're not gonna let that in anymore. Or if it comes at us or becomes part of us, we know. That's only in a transactional sort of way, something that we have to contend with in material dimension. It doesn't compromise our salvation because our salvation does not precede or proceed forth out of material dimension. It proceeds forth out of the spirit that then manifests material dimension. We're part of the great awakening. My pastor friend, it's manifesting. He is manifesting. The Holy Spirit is manifesting. It being the evidence of the Holy Spirit is being manifest all around us. All around you. But don't be dismayed. He's wanting to work through you. That's how it happens. All of these pots put together that have received the Holy Spirit become the vessels of the Holy Spirit so that the oil in your lamp, the oil can be poured forth in such a fashion of his glory that it is the anointing I'm just asking you to do what the Apostle Paul asked the church of Philippi to do in Philippians 4 and that is to prepare your vessel to be prepared and of course it's more than just thoughts but that's the mind of God, mind of Christ. As we read the word, as we understand what the word speaks to, as we understand that the only thing the devil can't do is he certainly can't take the Holy Spirit away from you. But what he can do is he can mess with your mind. <laughs> and all these things that we've been going through over the last, I don't know, three, four or 5 years, continue are not good news stories. I mean, are good news as in narrative or story to tell you. It's easy to get caught up on the bad, in the bad, hung up on the bad, caught up in the negative. So much so that it's much like brainwashing. It's all bad. It's all horrible. Jesus, even if you should still believe, (laughs) by the time they get done with you, Lucifer, Satan, the devil... He's got folks that are doing the same thing. Satan is coming out of them. There's a synagogue, as the King James would call it, of Satan and that is out there working to the negative, to the stealing, the Antichrist, the again, the final days, the end times. But greater is He <laughs> is in you and us than He is in the world. It's more than mind or thoughts, that would just be psychology then, but it's mind and thoughts giving permission to the Holy Spirit to manifest himself in you to the joy that he promises, to the comfort that he promises, to the power and the strength that he promises to overcome. Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but everything, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding. That's brain, psychology, human apparition, uh, apperception. That's the right word. Uh, identity could ever concoct or come up with. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What is he keeping you for? It's logistics. So that when this multiplication, this amplification occurs, not only will you be prepared to receive it, but in the same sort of way you'll be part of it and is it for you? Of course. It's a time of refreshing. It's a time of experiencing the glory of the Lord, not only individually, but sharing with others. Sharing this good news. Jesus is not only coming to the world, but he's come again. And we're beginning now to see the full manifestation of God's plan of redemption and restoration To cover the whole world, not only word, but his love, as in Holy Spirit, God, love, fruit of spirit, love, so that we might sanctify even those that are lost. Good news! I can see him manifesting himself in material dimension, not only individually, but corporately. Good news! The pride of Christ. Good news. The church. It's exciting. I don't want to overdo the good news. But I want to emphasize it. Logistically, this is your responsibility. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true... Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatever, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, which is only by way of the Holy, Holy Spirit, they are by proxy of the Holy Spirit, And if there be any praise as in unto God, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. You don't make it happen. You are part of it happening. You can't save yourself except that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then in him As you would open your heart, discover he's been there all along. The Holy Spirit's been there all along. You're just now becoming part of the body of Christ. You're now becoming part of that one accord, day of Pentecost, new church. And in that way, you've overcome all of this negativity, all the pessimism, This is the best the devil has to to throw at us. This is the best that he could do to destroy us. This is the best he could do to discourage us, to dissuade us. This is the best that he could do to bring forth not, not life, but death. This is the best he could do to foster pessimism and fatalism and negativity. This is the best he could do. Good news! He didn't win. Good news! We're overcomers. Good news! By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we are overcomers in Jesus. Good news! No matter what you're going through, individually, small group, Corporately, church, he could not, he will not, he cannot keep us down. It may look like he's killed us, but there's resurrection power not only in the word, but in the word of our testimony. Good news. Jesus is here. Good news. He's coming again. You can be an overcomer. Now, do I do this throughout all the counseling? No, I probably don't do it in quite the overly dramatized way. I don't do it maybe with the same degree of passion. (laughs) Maybe don't do it to the degree of ad nauseum. For some of you, you may be tired of the good news. But I want to make the point, and I do, even in the counseling, Yeah, we have to acknowledge the bad. Yes, we have to understand where the bad comes from. (laughs) Yes, we have to talk about it. Because until you admit that it's bad, you're probably not going to either believe or be logistically prepared to make place or space for Jesus. You may not even accept him as Lord and Savior until you're really able to confess your sins. (laughs) And the iniquity is you don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit that you have failed. You don't want to admit that the truth is, in human terms, you can't make anything of this happen, except that you'd accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But once you can confess that, once you can come to the end of yourself, your own self righteousness, your own ego, narcissism—what are you going to call it? Good news. <laughs> Jesus has not only come. Jesus has been here all along. And the behold, he stands at the door and knocks, as Jesus would have described it. You just, you just caught your awareness. You finally realize he's been knocking at the door all along. You've come to the awareness that because of choice, because all love comes back to a choice to love, You just didn't let him in. In counseling, that's what we do. We certainly go through the valley of shadow of death. We certainly understand all those things that the Old Testament teaches us. We realize and recognize we need to get out of all that negative thinking and all that fatalism and all that kind of stuff that goes with all the loss and the trauma. Even so, as good Christians, we're still challenged when too many joke, bad things happen. To make sense of it all. But the good news is none of that matters once you begin to realize that none of that matters. (laughs) And you can accept Jesus not only as your Lord and Savior once but over and over and over again. Not that you need saved more than once, you just need to in your flesh be sanctified, reminded Good news! Jesus, It's not as bad as I thought it was. Oh, I feel terrible. I feel horrible. The world's ending. It's terrible. It's horrible. I'm not going to, That's not going to work. It's all, oh, Jesus, come get me. No. Good news. You can do this at home, folks. Good news. I'm saved by the blood of the lamb. Good news. Jesus is already with me. Good news. He's promised to go through it with me. Good news. I can feel him in me now. Good news. He wants to come out of me. Good news. There's a place in my heart for him. Good news. He occupies that space. Good news. Jesus is resurrected and lives again. Good news. In him, you live not only again, but again and again and again eternally. The stuff of this world can't kill you. The circumstances of this world can't kill you. Even those people who are so negative, so pessimistic, who've been bloodied and bruised, even as Jesus went to the cross, by all of the devil's workings. That all can happen, but they can't take you down. And possibly so, you can lift them up. We just have to join together and understand. The good news is Jesus has been here all along. And rather than us separating ourselves from him or allowing such things as these to build strongholds or walls that keep us from the very love that we need, the help that we need, even so, the hopefulness, we need to rejoice. Rejoice again! I say rejoice. The moderation part is be sober-minded and don't get caught up in all the craziness, and don't certainly allow the reactivity of your mortality, your human flesh, to point out it's going to kill you, it's going to kill you, it's going to kill you, it's going to hurt. It's gonna... No, God promises no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We have an advocate with the Father. They can take our flesh, our body. It's going to happen anyhow. They don't take it. God's intention in mortal terms, in material terms, would be that all of this that is human (laughs) needs to pass away. It just has to. Otherwise, as with that beginning of the podcast, it'll just corrupt the garden. We don't need that. You don't want that. But the good news is, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all those things that God has in store for you are yours. All those things that the Bible would have told you are the gift of God unto those that love Him are yours. All those that would accept Jesus as Lord and Savior will find not only redemption, and it'll happen again and again and again. The devil will come. These things will happen. But it's not that we would celebrate or even so, maybe try to avoid thinking these thoughts. It's let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does so well. Let the Word do what the Word does so well, which He inspired. Let it be a, an encouragement to you and help you then to get through it and to not only rightly reestablish all these things that the Apostle Paul has encouraged us to think upon. But most importantly, all the things so that we then might not grieve the Holy Spirit. We don't have to fight against God. We don't have to fight against Jesus. We don't have to push away the very love that we all need. We want that promise fulfilled. And I... I'm so happy, joyful, that we're beginning to see a resurrection of that, a revival. Imagine that in our own communities, in our own churches, in our own families. But it all begins in you. We just have to be prepared and maintain hope. For the day when we get to do what we're doing today. But all of those, all of you, that have in prayer and supplication continued to think upon these things, not been fearful, not been dissuaded, you've already seen Jesus come again. There's just others out there that need to be able to see it in that way. And I think then, in the kingdom of God sort of term, we'll begin to see it manifest in our communities. And whenever Jesus comes again, as with material manifestation, whatever that would otherwise turn out to be like, as with John the Revelator, the book of Revelation, whatever is in prophetic word from Genesis, even the book of Acts, in that way of pouring forth the blessing, if you dream anything, if you have visions of anything, this is it. And with this thought in mind, I'm going to challenge you right now. I'm pretty sure you've been having them. I'm pretty sure that when you can turn off all of the negatives, that the devil, unfortunately, in his brainwashing of you, has kind of corrupted your human dimension with, uh, built strongholds in not-so-good ways against God and these words of life. When you're asleep... I'm sure you're having the visions I'm sure you're having the dreams. I'm sure you're seeing prophecy fulfilled. I'm sure even more so now than it was in the day of Pentecost or on the day of Pentecost, in the time of Acts, we have more reason to believe Jesus is coming than ever before. Just really don't let the oil run out in your lamp. The marriage feast of the Lamb is maybe not only coming, is here. You're part of it. Enjoy it. Rejoice. I say, therefore, rejoice. And if you can do that, then the peace that does pass all understanding will maintain that. Logistics. It's not a psychological work. You can't make that happen out of your flesh. It requires the Holy Spirit. But if you give your flesh the Holy Spirit, it happens. He brings that about. And don't be surprised if you go to church and you may not come out. You may stay there for days. You may may have to bring food into you and water into you. You may stay there for hours. But should you even come out, you still don't have to leave the presence of God because it goes with you wherever you go. He's alive in you and you bring him to the church. You bring him to the place of gathering. Enjoy. Good news. Jesus lives again. And as much as again, I find great joy in bringing that good news to you. If you come see us. Everything we do is going to be framed by that. Should you choose to continue to listen to the podcast, you're going to hear that on every podcast. Good news. Should you want to communicate with us, you can reach us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can find us on Facebook at Covenants. You can call us, 304-528-9220. You can find us online, covenantsonline.com. But don't ever forget, you can come back once more, again, and join us on the podcast. And what is that? What is Covenants? Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. And as always, good news, rejoice in the Lord. But in that... We want you to be blessed materially and more so even spiritually.